Hi, everybody. My name is Rafa Lombardino, and this is Translation Confessional. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Coping with social isolation. Right now, we're going through the first worldwide pandemic in the age of social media, and we're all learning from one another how to cope with the COVID-19 outbreak. Here in California, it all started with social distancing, so school was suspended at the end of the school day on March 13, and other group activities, such as workout classes at the gym, were canceled as well. Then, since last week, the governor ordered everyone to stay home, and we moved on to social isolation only being allowed to go out for what's essential, food, medicine, gas, and doctor's appointments. At first, it seemed that nothing would change for translators and other professionals who work from home already. After all, we're used to working while physically isolated from the rest of the world. Here at home, we established a routine so that we could balance regular work and the added task of homeschooling our kids, who are in second and sixth grade. Instead of going to the gym early in the morning, I've been going straight to the computer to get some work started. I'm currently translating a nonfiction book, so these first silent hours in the morning are ideal for me to make some progress on it. At 8 a.m., we wake up the kids and let them have some free time while having breakfast. They've been watching movies or playing games online with their best friend. Even though they wear headsets, uh, they get a little loud sometimes, but as I mentioned in episode 5, The Sound of Silence, I can work with music in the background, so it's still manageable. By 10.30, I take a break from work and put on a workout video to get the kids moving. They've been enjoying some dance classes, and I can still get some sweat going. Around 11, we go for a jog around the block just to finish up our workout, while making sure we don't come more than six feet close to anyone who may be walking their dog, taking a stroll, or jogging as well, just to relieve the stress. We then have lunch, and by 1 p.m., I go back to work while the kids get started on their schoolwork. For one hour, they do activities on their school iPad, which is loaded with educational apps, and their teacher can keep track of their progress remotely. Since my husband works from home with me, he can help the kids with their math, which I'm glad because I'm definitely mathematically challenged. By 2 p.m., they get half an hour on Duolingo to structure their knowledge in Portuguese, since their only daily contact with the language is through me. The kids were excited about making progress on their Portuguese learning because we had bought tickets to go to Brazil in July, so we're hoping this coronavirus situation is soon under control and we can make it there to spend time with friends and family. At 2.30, I take another break from work and sit with the kids for half an hour to listen to Brazilian music and color some pictures. I've been really enjoying this downtime because they get to become more familiar with music in Portuguese and we can bond while coloring. I'm considering adding this activity to our schedule, even when we go back to normal. By 3 p.m., I'm back to work after my break, and they spend half an hour reading a book. Their last school-related activity is science and social studies, so they've been sitting in the living room to watch the videos I can stream to the TV from my computer using Google Chrome. 
I've been going through a series of cartoons that the Smithsonian Science Education Center put together. I've also found some other videos that talk about history and were adapted for kids to understand world events more easily. After a long day, it's time to take a shower, have dinner, and get ready to wind down before bedtime. When possible, we all watch a movie or a show together, but there were days when I had to go back to work for the night shift for another couple of hours. Yes, work has picked up as clients try to get their content localized to reach out to their clients and employees worldwide. So far, translation projects related to COVID-19 haven't been the majority of the tasks I get to complete throughout the day. There were a couple of corporate messages, as well as a flyer on how to stay healthy and prevent the disease from spreading, which I translated from English to Portuguese for distribution in Brazil and among Brazilian immigrants here in the United States. I also supervised the English to Spanish subtitling of a video, which was originally a Facebook Live event that a university had to keep their students and families informed about the measures they're taking on campus. The university sent me the English subtitles and the Spanish translation that I had to align with the original subtitles and then have my colleague review the translation for accuracy. Still, the hardest coronavirus-related project I completed these past few days was the Italian-to-English translation of an article about the situation in Italy. It mentioned guidelines that doctors must follow during their decision-making process since the Italian healthcare system is completely overloaded. It is one thing to stay updated on the news and keep in touch with family and friends in Italy to know how things are going and to make sure they're okay. But it is another thing entirely to translate official guidelines about how, right now, doctors can't provide the same level of care they would like to when assisting patients, whether they were tested positive for COVID-19 or have any unrelated health issues, illnesses, or had an accident. More specifically, because they are short on resources, there's a limited number of beds available in intensive care units. So these official guidelines kind of release healthcare professionals of the responsibility of making life and death decisions. They must now prioritize cases based on expected recovery rate, life expectancy, and the use of resources. In other words, older people will unfortunately be moved to palliative care if there's someone younger and with a higher chance of survival who also needs access to the same intensive care unit. It was very hard to translate that article and realize the dire situation Italy is facing, knowing that it is being followed closely by countries like Spain, the United States, and Brazil, who are just days or a couple of weeks away from reaching the same scenario. And that is why social isolation is so important this time, because the fewer people get infected or have an accident, the less strain we will put on our healthcare system. Fortunately, because of social media, we can all keep in touch and still have some sense of community, even during this mandatory isolation. Let me know how your routine has changed these past couple of weeks and what the situation is like where you are located right now. And above all, stay healthy and safe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Send me an email at rlombardino at wordawareness.com or leave a voice message on my Anchor page. If I get enough feedback and voice messages, 
I can go back to the subject and post a special podcast episode with everyone's opinion on this very same theme. By the way, my anchor page is anchor.fm slash translation dash confessional. I look forward to hearing from you. Stay tuned for weekly episodes and subscribe to Translation Confessional through your favorite podcast app.